Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the show where I'm perfect and you're a person. Recently, I decided that I was going to put a little extra blackberries in my cereal. It sort of added a fruity little crunch. (laughs) Sure, of course. (laughs) I'm joined by Amir Blumenfeld, uh, head of the network. Um, He runs HeadGum. He hosts If I Were You. He was sort of a boomer in the internet sketch comedy era. Mm. Amir, welcome to the show. I guess I'm still a boomer. Okay, boomer style. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, bloomer style. Opa Gangnam style. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have fun. <laughs> Amir, how's it going today? How are you Good. Feeling? Yeah, it's a little chilly out. Yeah, it's cold in here. And as soon as you came in, you commented on how cold it was. Yeah. And it made me worry, should I have heated it up for the big guy upstairs? Well, I think it's better cold because the conversation and the personalities <laughs> heat up the room. Yeah. Most, but- most podcast studios are too hot. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that's why I moved out of my house. I was running this out of my office in my house and yeah. it was unbearably hot. Yeah. Just equipment in a room yeah. plus people equals warmth. Yeah, this right. one is like a converted garage. It's unseasonably freezing out. For no reason. It yeah. was like 38 degrees last night. It hailed. It yeah. hailed last week. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not what we sign up for. No. We I would have moved to- where there's palm trees and grapefruits. Exactly. We yeah. didn't choose to live in Denver, so we no. shouldn't have to suffer through the Denver-esque climate change crisis that yeah. we're going through. That's absolutely right. Well, that's why my jacket's still on. If you guys are watching, I'm wearing a jacket. Maybe I'll take it off at a certain point. If the conversation heats up the room enough. So Bingo. if Amir doesn't take off his jacket, the conversation was not flowing. Yes, it was. It is a Groundhog's Day-esque reveal as to whether or not this conversation was hot enough. Yeah. Well, Amir, um, I had you on the show because obviously you um, host an advice show Mm -hmm. and this is an advice show, Mm -hmm. but I sort of took what you were doing over there Mm -hmm. and I said, what if I did the same thing, but I had, I talked to people on the phone. Yes. Which is honestly an upgrade. You guys are, you're speaking to these people in real time, which Jake and I never were able to figure out. No. Yeah. What's up with that? It was just too hard. We're not as tech savvy as you. So like mm. just getting a podcast up the ground was a achievement enough. And we're yeah. like, we'll keep it as emails. That way we can filter and read it at our own pace and yeah. answer the questions without any interference. Adding yeah. the tech, adding the the technology behind live calls seems like a different 
beast entirely. You're a producer. Yeah. You need a you need a Miles. I need a me. You That's, need a me, which is why you had a child. Exactly. Child's Bon Signor. Child. <laughs> That's his name, right? Child's Bon Signor, yeah. I need a me to sort of do everything for me. I wonder if it can be like a cyclical thing where like mm. whoever you're producing with now becomes your producer. Or do you want like a 21-year-old version of yourself? I want like a 14-year-old plucky plumber from Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> to look at my toilet at night. <laughs> Yeah. And ask him Produce on this. the sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 14 is probably illegally young. Yeah. No, I actually, I just hired two uh, editors part-time that I'm very psyched on. Great. That's going to help me. That's a um, good start. Edit the show. Because I also produce a bunch of other shows for Dry Guys. It's so. too much. It's too much. I'm You're 30 guy. now. Yeah, I'm 29. Okay, so as soon as you turn 30, you'll start to realize, I can't say yes to every literally everything yeah. and extend yourself so thin. I know, that's the problem. And do you think that you're extended thin now or do you think that half I'm of the opposite. Life, you're just sort of mostly in free fall. <laughs> I'm thick, baby. <laughs> I am spread so thick. Thick at 40. <laughs> Nothing but time. Wow, that's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I've zagged the entire opposite way. Oh my God, that's Say yes to everything know. for a decade. I don't have time. I don't know when yeah. I'm going to do this. Say no to everything for a decade. Yeah. Now I'm 40 <laughs> and bored. I'm boredy. You're boredy. I'm boredy. I, you know, yeah, that's my, my goal is to like not work exclusively. That would be fantastic. Some people, they want to Semi-retirement. Oh, that'd be so good. I could yeah. just, if I could just go to coffee with friends every day and that's it. I th yeah, that's, that was my, that's sort of my goal yeah. as well. Watch like, Hunger Games. Yeah, it's an American thing of like you work till you die. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what if work was just 8% of your life and the rest of it was just dedicated to other stuff? I'm not yeah. so good at figuring out the joy part of it yet. Yeah. But the free time thing, I've sort of been able to figure out. Well, free time is good when you are rich for being a CEO. Yeah. And that's another problem slash wrinkle. I'm not quite rich enough to just fully say fuck you to everybody. So I'm yeah. trying to navigate that balance. I see. Like if I had $10 million, you would never see me again. The fact <laughs> that I'm here, you know, I'm not there yet. Yeah, you'll know when Amir gets the 10 mil because social media will be blacked out. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Zero dark 30s. What happened to the account? Deuces, goodbye, I'm gone. I sold it or I just crashed it because I'm already independently rich enough to not deal with that. Yeah, no, that'd be really good for me. Well, Amir, um, people are obviously calling in. They need your help. Okay. And um, you're on the show. Now, what qualifies you as a perfect person to kind of help people, to guide them, to bring them to salvation? Well, 10,000 hours style, I'm sure I've done enough advice podcasting to consider myself an expert. Yeah. At the very least a competent speaker and I've got enough experience points. Have you had many 40 year old guests? Yeah. I don't think we've anyone 40. Mostly they're younger. Right. So you think that the wisdom you bring is because your age. Yes. Experience. I've yeah. sort of, I've lived 20 years in my, since my twenties and that's considered a lot to someone who's just 24 sure. still. You've only been 10 years, 20. I kind of feel like I'll always feel 24. That's how I still feel. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm 28, but I'm 40, four zero. Yeah. Yeah. Is that emotional for you to say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been late thirties for so long and joking about being 40 that now that I'm 40, I'm like, Oh, I should be 42 by now. Yeah. Basically like how you'll feel about turning 30. I know. Yeah. That part is weird. Cause I also have a baby. I feel like I lapped some of my friends that you are did like, great. You're, yeah. You timed it just right. Cause you'll have more energy now than you will at age 40. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of my goal. Yeah. Oh, do you still get wowed by questions? I feel like you've probably done the same questions like over and over having done so many episodes of the show. Well, the wow factor is the call in that I get to actually 
actually speak to these I'm people. about to get you off in a way that you haven't gotten off in a while. We will open the garage doors and surf out on a wave of my own <laughs> with a Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, people, if you like the show, you can rate and subscribe it. And if you love the show, you can join us on Patreon where we've got extended versions of every episode, including this one, as well as an exclusive show called Perfect Person Platinum, where it's a master class that's going to get you off. Slash laid. Slash laid. Slash horny. Amir, let's get into it. Holy shit. Yeah. We've got a call here about someone who's smelling something a little stinky. Hi, Miles. My name is Sarah. I go to a university out here in California. I need advice on how to stick up for myself. There um, was a girl. I was sitting alone at a table. She came up, plopped right in front of me, and opened up her stinky-ass sushi. Didn't even say a word to me. So guess who had to move to a different seat? Me. So my question for advice is, how do I stick up for myself in future situations where I just wanted to sit by myself? I don't have the confidence for that, but I know that you do. So you give me a call. So my question here is, does she feel like she needs to stick up for herself because someone else had sushi? Yeah. It was like a real roller coaster of emotions. Like, yeah, stand up for yourself. It's like, well, somebody can eat sushi near you. I'm sure yeah, that's fine. I'm sure that it's fine. And I also sort of lack the confidence to like tell people what they're doing wrong in social situations. You're bad at confronting people? Yeah. I'm like the kind of guy that where if somebody bumps into me, I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's like, well. No, you're sorry, actually. <laughs> you're sorry for bumping into yeah. me. <laughs> Quite frankly. Well, we got to ask her about the stinky sushi because I might think we might have to be sort of good cop, bad cop, and that she's the nasty actor. Hello? Hello. You called perfect person because someone ate stinky sushi near you. I'm Miles Bonson. You're... No, no way. <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for calling in. I'm here with Amir Blubenfeld. Hi. Hi. I'm 40. Amir's 40 and he's here and don't be intimidated by that. Oh, you guys will give the best advice. I'm sure of it. So I'm a little perturbed because I feel like I need you to describe Do you like your- sushi? <laughs> no, I'm vegetarian. Okay. Amir really struck to the root of the problem. Here. Yeah. You're not a sushi. I actually, sushi has been new for me as well. I'd, mm-hmm. I didn't eat sushi until my 30s. You were scared. You were intimidated. You were picky. Yeah, I'm like raw fish. That's not for me. Interesting. You sort of felt like it was yucky to have a food from another land. Yeah, or at the very least, xenophobic slash agoraphobic. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's germs on fish. Raw fish, too. Well, Sarah, what happened in this specific instance? And I want you to describe it to me because I'm worried that you're sort of the yucky one. And I want to make sure that I'm supporting you in the way way I can. The teriyaki one. Nice. Namir, keep it coming. 40. 40. All right. So basically what happened was after class, I went to this part of the building, had this beautiful in front of the window seat, and I was at a kind of smaller table sitting by myself doing homework. And so this girl comes up, plops her stuff down right in front of me, doesn't look at me, doesn't go, you know, the polite thing to do. Hey, do you mind if I sit here? Yep. You know, like a normal person would yep. say when, a, when plopping her stuff down banging around her water bottle, whips out this whole, like, buffet of sushi right in front of my face. Yeah. To me, the sushi's a a relevant part of the problem. I feel like your issue is that she sat at your table. Without asking. I was just more so, 
I I felt like, you know, the nice thing to do would to be say, hey, do you mind if I sit here and maybe not eat such a foul smelling food in front of everyone? <laughs> I mean, I understand. I understand you're hungry, but sushi in like a part of a library. I don't know. Where, maybe that's just me. Where was this school? You said Southern California. Yeah, at uh, Santa Barbara UCSB. University. UCSB. Yeah, the mm-hmm. sushi shouldn't be stinky. That's what I thought. <laughs> it be rather fresh. Was it sashimi? Right, was it a poke bowl? I have no idea. Was it grocery <laughs> style? Like they a, a plastic lid yes. with a with a dark mm-hmm. plastic bottom and then rolls? Ripping open those soy sauces. Yeah. Popping yeah. the chopsticks. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> could it have um, occurred to you that maybe she wanted to be buddies and that mm. it was a full cafeteria and she thought, there's some girl doing her homework. I want to share some of my sashimi with her. <laughs> So that we can become closer buds. Yeah, just like gesticulating with her chopsticks, getting soy sauce on your like, phone. D- dig in. Yeah. Dig in. Dig, <laughs> feel it. free to dig in. <laughs> I wish it felt like that, but she didn't even look at me. She just whipped out her headphones, put them on, and was open mouth eating oh, open mouth. in front of me. The, uh, oh, yeah. the stigma of uh, UC Santa Barbara is like lots of chill dudes and cool girls. Was she a cool girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to judge. Sorority girl style stereotype? Uh, more like super studi- studious nerd alert. And so a nerd ate sushi in front of you and somehow <laughs> that's her problem? Unbelievable. I more so was just, I'm a very anxious individual. So mm-hmm. sitting yeah. alone in a, in a busy arena of what the library feels like. It was sure. just a little bit intimidating to me that day. Yeah. And at most times, if somebody comes to sit next to me, they usually just politely ask or, you know, smile or wave or yeah. do something. But it was the abruptness of somebody coming directly in front of me, slamming around her water bottle. I just felt, <sighs> I felt like I didn't have the confidence to just like say hi or just go, you know, maybe yeah. not eat some sushi in front of me. I don't know. What did you do? I got up and left. You did instantly. <laughs> I, yeah. gave it a, I gave it a couple minutes just to like not make She wouldn't make feel it offended. Yeah. Was she right across from you? Like how close was this person to you? Is <laughs> a two top? Yeah. Like a circular coffee table that could fit two laptops. Wow. Oh. Very intimate. A very intimate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would probably mm-hmm. be perturbed because I'd be like, yeah, I would want the ask. The sushi bot and the water bottle aren't the things that would bother me. Yeah. It would just be the in- in- intrusion on my space. You can sit here. You ever give yeah. a sarcastic, yeah, feel free. Feel free. Yeah. She hits you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> um, I think in the future you could just be like, hey, oh, sorry, like my friend's about to come. Oh, that's really good. You could lie. The passive aggressive. Seats taken. Yeah. I almost gum. consider saying, Oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm allergic to sushi. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I thought that, that was mean. Oh, I'm so allergic. <laughs> <laughs> you start seizing yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. I think a lie that a friend is on their way is like a good way to get out of a seat. Like, if, although I don't actually, you know what? I take it back. Mm. I don't believe in the idea that people shouldn't sit near each other at like a coffee shop. This seems like a library you were studying a little bit different. If you're at a coffee shop and you're someone that's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And my friend's coming. Yeah. I like don't know, but come on, like, guys, I'm just here. I think that people should sit yeah. around. There should be a democratization of the coffee tables at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Were you eating anything? No, I wasn't. I didn't even have a water bottle with me. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hungry too. And that that played a huge role of just, you know, a little bit of hanger with me and mm-hmm. a bit of anxious 
feelings. Would you say it played a, a huge sushi role? <laughs> huge. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for calling in. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, next time maybe say that a friend's coming. But also, um, look, you know, if the sushi's stinky, you could have done her a favor and said that's spoiled. You need to go to the ER. Yeah, that too. Give her a little bit of advice. Enjoy Santa Barbara. <laughs> I'm jealous that you get to go to school there. Did you want to go there? That was your dream school? It wasn't my dream school, but I had friends that went there. I'm like, this place is awesome. And then yeah. when I graduated, I'm like, why didn't I just go there? <laughs> Where it did seems you like go? everyone was hot and like surfing and skateboarding, and I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Yeah, sure. Where did you go to school? I went to Berkeley, like five hours north of Santa Barbara, yeah. not even near a beach. <laughs> just sort of near San Francisco, right? Unnecessary. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. You have a fantastic day. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Eating food is something I love to do. (laughs) It's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy with Factors Delicious Ready-to-Eat Meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me, because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like, all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. I thought it was like fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly, These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or, of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. That was good.
Another person just sort of fixed. It's exciting when you call them because they get, it's like they were just, you know, they won a contest on the radio or something. Yeah. They can't believe it. She was doing dishes. She was doing whatever it was. And I enter her life, solve her problems. And and I take, and I'm gone. All right. We've got another person coming on here. Hi, Miles. Um, My name is Blush. I am a burlesque performer and a dominatrix. Um, As you know, the economy is pretty rough lately, and my freelance ventures are at a bit of a standstill, so I am looking for a day job. And as a person with some really odd side jobs, I'm wondering what you think would be a good day job for me. I love to chat with you and whoever is your assistant freelance associate today. Okay. Love you guys. Bye-bye. It's hard out here for a dom. <laughs> nice. When you're trying to get some money for the prom. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and you're kind of <laughs> Yeah. Now, there is a cost of living crisis, and it does seem like the entire economic infrastructure that we're building everything upon is a house of cards that's just inches away from collapse. So how do you get to be dommed <laughs> in the gig economy? Honestly, like as sad as I am to be 40, there is some joy in not graduating into this world. Like my first job paid me 32000 a year, <laughs> which would just go away if I had a smoothie a day. Yeah, well, like that's... <laughs> You had one smoothie every day. I would day, not be able you'd to live. Die. I would die. Well, that's like I remember, somebody had this quote where they're like, "I lived in New York in the '80s, and if you waited tables, you could buy an apartment." If yeah, you saved up. <laughs> it's no, like, it's holy like, shit! I need eight hundred thousand dollars cash to put a down payment on yeah, a place to lose a bid on a house. <laughs> that <laughs> that's sucks. Right. Yeah, but I do think that, like you know, hey, look, it's hard out here for everybody, including dominatrixes. Amir, dominatri, dominatri. Hello. Hello. You called because you're a dom and you're looking for a side gig. I literally can't believe you guys are coming back. <laughs> I'm here with Amir Blumenfeld. 40. Amir Blumenfeld. He's 40. Don't be intimidated. Hi, Amir. I love it. Have you ever talked to a 40-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> or am I dead to you? What a weird question to ask. <laughs> am I Have dead you to you slash to a 40-year-old? Rights. Yeah. Yeah. I talk to 40-year-old men every day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So tell us about your situation. <laughs> you're looking for a side gig, um, but yes. also you're wearing a side wig mm. as a dominatrix. Yes, lots of side wigs. <laughs> so um, I have like two freelance hustles. I do some digital domination, which is really cool, and I'm also a burlesque performer. I don't know if I just have supremely bad luck, but I started doing all of this stuff when the pandemic happened and now we're in a recession. So it's just like, sure. I, I, I picked a really rough time to start two new businesses. So where do you live? I wonder I'm in New York city. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking for like a fun, low stress day job where I can maybe like people to me if i've learned anything about the gig economy is you got to let the support ride whatever you do for the day job has to support your dominatrix career so it's like if you're door dashing why not try door doming interesting here's your food you fucking pig 
Is that when you show up with the DoorDash and latex and everything? Yeah. <laughs> if, if my DoorDash delivery <laughs> driver showed up like dressed in dominatrix gear, I would be so interested in the whole event. I'd be like, how? Yeah, he's got somewhere to go. Yeah, like afterwards. what's going on? And you're just sort of ca- really casualing it. You're like, sorry, I just came from a thing you drop off like my little miso soup and yeah. take a picture of it. <laughs> on the doorstep. <laughs> That's the thing I love about um. Like, you know, living in big cities, because I feel like if you lived in the middle of nowhere, that would be much more shocking than it probably is here or where you guys are in California. Yeah, it's yeah, normal sure. in NYC. What What is digital doming and how does that go down? So it's really interesting. I do something called financial domination. Yeah, I've heard it's about that, that one. All genders of people are interested in it, but it's like old white men that happen to have the most money. So they're my biggest client base. And the... Uh, the stereotype is of it being humiliating and very harsh and very strict, but it can be really fun. I have subs that like to think of themselves as like investors and they help me like build costumes, put on shows. Well, here's my, here's my question then. Is it possible you're a financial dom for these people and instead of getting a gig, is it possible to just be like, well, this is part of the... Like, give me a $1,000 a day. Yeah, give me more. For like, a week. I'm increasing my rates, you you know, like you little pig boy. I am, I am what they call a baby dom. So I've only been in the industry for about two years now. So I sure. know that I will get a more stable client base this time. But I am still in the weird gig economy a little bit still. It's just like trying to get bills paid trying to get sparkly things purchased, trying to get new wigs, all that kind of stuff. And you'll Zoom or text or phone call? How do you yeah, uh, sure. uh, how do you discuss things with these um, men? I like to do digital sessions. I'm trying to break into doing in-person sessions, um, which comes with like renting spaces, equipment, yeah. you have to buy implements and all that kind of stuff. So even though it sounds really is sexy and cinematic and whatever. It's um, kind of like a nitty gritty regular job. No, totally. It's like probably a lot of planning and you're just like, okay, I have yeah, to like and check it in with people like 24 hours after yeah. being invoicing. Like, hey, times. Do you like everything? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. The customer service portion of it is really funny. You know, here's what I'll say. I mean, just general, like you need some gig at gig stuff. You need some like money fast for something that's easy enough that you can probably like be on your computer doming during the day i feel like a temp agency is going to be your friend here it's a stability thing too with like freelance you you know i was laughing my ass off when you're giving tax advice because i have to file my taxes as a sex worker for the first time yeah you have to write off the ball gag yeah yes right off to get off in a way (laughs) you have to send a 1099 to the the men that give you over 700 (laughs) dollars a year I don't know because there's a certain amount that I can pass off as gifts. Yeah. And and my my whole my whole profession is essentially accepting gifts. But yeah, yeah. but is 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 it a gift if it is sexy? Yeah. To to get <laughs> this is you at an H and R block <laughs> discussing yeah. your options. And there are accountants that sit with us and, and blush through the whole session while they try to get everything down. <laughs> that is so funny. Is that what you named yourself after? <laughs> no, I named myself. I was doing some thinking and I go by blush because my favorite color is pink. 
And I start off a bit shy and reserved with new people because I was an introvert before I got into all this stuff. So mm. That's so interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that like if you're looking for, first of all, I think option one is just whatever client base you have, just try to increase the cash flow. Yeah. Price of... <laughs> Cost of living slash inflation has gone up, boys. Yeah. So like you want, oh, you want the, you want to get bad. You want to get naughty. I need $107 now. That's right. Not just a hundred. <laughs> Not just four. I, I need to buy a smoothie. <laughs> get an acai bowl and they cost $19 now for some reason. Yeah. I got a $12 cup of soup today. <gasps> That's not okay. I love it. What kind of soup? Broccolini curry. Oh. <laughs> are you a soup guy i am a soup guy thanks for asking <laughs> i was like is that more zach's territory some try guys oh yeah he also Not likes sure. soup he's a soupy jews lo- <laughs> jupes love soups you and he'll say that too put that on a happy head gummer i'm serious man <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> my partner miles is a streamer i know that you're a gamer and he's been trying to convince me to come on stream and uh, I'm, I'm definitely giving it some thought. <laughs> 100%, by the way. If you're in like any sort of like dominatrix work, you're definitely going to get a client base by streaming public sessions and stuff like that. Or do you TikTok? If you're oh, yeah. trying to market your business like Gary Vee, you're going to want to do TikTok. <laughs> you're going to want to freaking do LinkedIn dominatrix posting. Instagram, your Facebook. Your YouTube algorithm will never recover, Miles. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the way for you. And also, it just says some like, if you need a gig advice, going to a temp agency. I remember like I was really grinding at working oh, at coffee shops yeah. and it sucked so hard. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, yeah, my friends are still going to temp agency, temp agency. Like, I guess I'll do that. And I was a receptionist for paperless post and I made pretty good money doing nothing. I think I answered the phone like <laughs> once a day and then I would just like start the coffee machine. That was really it. And it was so much I better. I might look back into working for dispensaries because I got to yeah. pick up to, you know, roll people joints all day and make small talk, which, mm. which was really cool. Here's what I'll say. Those, <laughs> those jobs are really great. Like the dispensary thing. Although what I'll say is there are so many people that work at jobs where all they do is sit at a desk and it like, don't really do anything. And if you can get one of those yeah. jobs working from home, then like, all you're really doing is like playing fucking, you know, Tetris on your phone. You can, in theory, get two to three of those jobs. That's what you're going to want to do. Well, Blush, thank you for calling in. Bye-bye, Miles. How does that work, really? So here's what it was. You want to do a role play? Yeah, like I'm curious what the what the guys are doing. So here's what it would be. You'd be, you'd be like, um, okay, so, hey, like, thanks so much for being here. Which one am I? You're a little pig boy. Got it. I'm the old white. You're the man. old white person. Okay. And I'm blush. blush. Okay. Yeah. I we get on a Zoom. Yeah, we get on a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Venmo me a hundred. <laughs> In a t-shirt, barely looking, playing Zelda. I was just playing on my Switch. Venmo me a hundred. Okay, I just got it. Nice. That's and that the guy is wise. That joyful for the man. Got Middle it. finger. You're mean to me. Yeah. Which I like because everyone is nice to me during the day. Do everything I say. Uh huh. Empty your bank account. Got it. And watch me play <laughs> Zelda. So, so the fact that I don't like this means people are dominating me all day. Yeah. So this doesn't create joy. I want the opposite of that. You want to be a dumb. You want to get people to give you cat. <laughs> I want someone to call me and say, "You're forty. This is you're awesome. Yeah. Here's money." That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's also about sort of, yeah, you're trying to get off. It's a power thing. Okay. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, I think it is high power CEOs that want to be like walked on. Yeah, they want to they sort of feel what it's like to feel submissive. Yeah. I guess I understand the idea of like paying somebody to feel different. I just don't know what that would be for me. Yeah, what's your biggest kink? Yeah. yeah. What do I experience all day that like I would pay somebody to give me the opposite of? Maybe like a really big inexpensive soup? Somebody gave me like a $2 soup. That'd be fucking nuts. God, I would pay $1,000 for a $2 soup. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like, you feel like giving you a $2 soup would make you, for lack of a better word, spum. <laughs> you guys don't know that, but Miles cut 25 minutes of dead time between, for lack of a better word, and spum. Yeah, we, we sat here motionless. My jacket's off. Yeah, spum. <laughs> Jump cut. I forget to change the camera angles to hide it. Oh, God. Um, well, uh, Amir, do you have any problems that you need solving today before we get to another call? Uh, do I have any problems? Uh, I've been listening to more like, uh, pop science-y self-help, um, podcasts. Gary V. Not Gary V, more like Huberman Lab style. Like, this is what you should eat. This is how you should start your day. This is how you should end your day. Things to like little micro adjustments to your life that can help you improve mood, help you improve sleep, help you improve this. The few that I've picked up is like not eating carbs during the day to like not feel sluggish. Seeing direct sunlight in the morning helps you wake up. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff about like cold plunges, which like is all over TikTok. Have you done any of that stuff? Do you have any like I'm, micro adjustments to help? I mean, I'm huge into maximizing my lifestyle. Okay. What does that entail? Wake up, get a coffee right away. Pre-water. Pre-water. That's I've tried thing. to do the, like I chug water before. Yeah. I do, but then I just tend, it tends to just make me pee a lot. Yeah. And I don't like that as much. Got it. So I will wake up and I'll get a coffee. Hot. Hot. Black. Black. I'm out. I try to, you like to cream. You, I you like, wake up and have a cream. I want it tasted like somebody left some coffee Haagen-Dazs ice cream out overnight. You want I'm it to be milky drinking. and soupy and sweet. That's fine. I don't, I'm not offended by that. Okay. There's a time in my life when I might've felt more insecure and I would have been offended by that. Yeah. But first thing in the morning, I feel like I need water, but it's like parched to go straight to hot black bitter coffee. It doesn't seem yeah. like an upgrade to me. Well, I also, because of the young baby, I'm often waking up and yeah. I'm having to like make coffee really quick before I feed him. Cause he's like, I'm, he needs his milk. How do you feel at 5am? Are you ever well rested or yeah. it always feels like the middle of the night? Oh yeah. Which one? I'm feeling Cause it. I give you two options. <laughs> so you didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty well rested because before we were, we had a crazy routine and we were both just like sort of not sleeping and we're uh-huh. going like in and out of sleep constantly. Yeah. And now if I sleep from fucking 11 to five, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. To Six go. hours is all you need. I'm waking up excited to start my day. I'm waking up excited to eat like leftover lasagna. You napping? No, never. I can't nap. 11 to five is enough. And then you're good. Do you feel the uh, down after lunch, like in the afternoon, right after lunch, I, I I'll hit a wall, but yeah. I just have to power through. Cause I can't nap. Do you nap? If I'm, tired during the day i i tend to not like force myself to nap like make it part of my routine socks on socks on but if like i feel the overwhelming urge to like pass out i will reward myself with a nap yeah as a little gift as a little sort of attaboy a treat you've earned it and is that like what's the biggest life hack that you've sort of implemented that would seem strange to most but to you you're realizing that your potential is increased i think eating less during the day is helpful <laughs> in a sad way. 
Like I used to have like cheeseburgers yeah. in a burrito bowl or yeah. pizza for lunch, yeah. which is awesome. I had a chopped cheese and fries 10 minutes before you walked in. That's great. It but then delicious. like if I had that, I'd be sluggish after. So instead you're having a broccoli fermented soup. Instead I have soup. a fucking cup of soup and a, two bottles of water. I try to live hard. Yeah. But you're again, you're 29. Yeah. I can get away, I can get away like with that. it. Although I do feel like I'm, it's catching up to me. Already. Or if I have like a single cocktail, I like have a headache. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Alcohol is already in the rearview mirror. For Do you me. drink it all or no? Very rarely. You smoke very pot? Very rarely. Yeah, also very rarely. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a clean, light. Yeah, but not even out of like, I'm trying to cut myself off because it's so fun. I'm like, I actually don't enjoy that stuff anymore. <laughs> right. Smoking hurts my throat. Yeah. Drinking gives me a headache and makes me feel nauseous. Sure. Like yeah. what my joy is not derived from drugs. It's like feeling as good as possible. And what is it? What is that feeling for you? What is the, peak, I guess like, my what's the two, best you felt in the last week? Uh, the, the pinnacle the it, t- it might crown. be it might be sleeping with a natural wake up and then like uh, oh iced coffee like in the morning like that felt like I feel really well rested or like after yeah. playing tennis I'm like okay that was awesome I'm sweating it's you ten a.m. Pump. a pump but I also like I guess my biggest vice is gambling like getting excited <laughs> when I like I made I I bet something a long shot and it hits I'm like this is great I'm excited about so that. you don't eat anymore you don't let yourself loose, but you do love to gamble big. Gambling is my biggest vice. Yeah. It's not even big is, is the sad (laughs) thing. It's like, I wish it was big. Like I wish I put a thousand dollars on a basketball game just to fucking feel something. Yeah. Just to feel instead. I put like $25 and you're like, I want And it's like money that I will never see again. So it all is like fake dumb money. That's incredible. <laughs> you're really living the life out there. I guess we all got our things. It's hard to be yeah. into everything. Like you no, can't be sure. a movie buff and a video game guy and like a Watch sports me. gambling and like a football fan. Like there's too much. There's, there's not enough much. time. I find that I any hobby that I can get into, like recently I've been getting really into wine. Oh, interesting. That's because a good one. any hobby that I can latch onto like a little like insect and suck dry like forum posts i'm going online i'm looking up like what's the best bottle of wine to yeah. drink do you drink wine every day uh, uh in the last like <laughs> week and a half since i've gotten into wine yeah, yeah. i've only day. been wine into wine for the last week and a half got it i'm going to silver lake wine and i'm being like what's the like g- g- what's the wine to have today that's vino verde that's cool and they're giving me whatever that is and i'm sort of being like hmm like i'm sort of enjoying it yeah. but i felt the same way about <laughs> about building my own computer mm-hmm. i felt the same way about like streaming for a long time i was yeah. like how can i get the stream to look the best how can yeah. i like dive as deep as possible into this hobby and then get the most juice out of it yeah. until i'm done and were you streaming cuz i i tried streaming but i was <clears> limited <throat> by my internet connection yeah i was streaming uh and i streamed for a while and i'm going to get back into it actually native plug yeah. follow my youtube channel everybody because i'm trying to stream again and i started making youtube videos again well um let's get to one more call here okay mm-hmm. my my husband saw my mom's boobs <laughs> that's yeah. it yeah <laughs> luckily this happened a while ago but he keeps bringing it up and it's driving me insane and all of our friends know and it's like his thing now that he's seen my mom's boobs. Please help me, please, please. 
Weird thing to latch on to for sure. Yeah, if that happened to me, I'd be like, nobody will ever, I will die with that information. <laughs> I would never I won't tell say anybody. It to anybody. No, no. Never, never, ever. I just like, oh, sorry, I came, like, I, if I like bursted in on something or whatever, it's like, a secret. It's a forever secret. Yeah. You know those forever secrets where nobody can know? Yeah. That's what, that's, that's an example of Tell one right now. Tell one right now that we can know. I walked in on my best friend's mom changing and I saw her boobs. <sighs> <laughs> Put that behind a paywall. Get him. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're calling because your hubby saw your mummy's bubbies. Oh, my goodness. Who is this? Gracious, like <laughs> Who five is seconds. This? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, wait. I'm at work. Give me like five seconds to get to the break room. Oh, go oh. to the break room right now. Okay, I'm in the break room. Okay, you're in the break room. Where do you work, by the way? I work at a library. Oh. oh. Is there anybody eating sushi there? <laughs> yeah, we just talked to somebody who is eating sushi at a library. No, there's no sushi here, unfortunately. No sushi allowed ever since the incident. Where's the library? <laughs> Indiana. Wow. Nice. Do they still have the Dewey Decimal System? This is not why she I'm 40. This is how I see that. I see that. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So tell us about uh, the situation because so far it seems like your husband's being kind of weird. Here's what happened. Before my husband and I got married, I was still living with my parents and we were going on a date. I was waiting in the car and my boyfriend at the time forgot something in the house. So he was like, I'll be right back. I just have to go grab something really quick. So he goes in. And he walks past the bathroom. As he's going past the bathroom, he just glances over because the door is like wide open. And my mom is changing, like completely topless. And did she see him? No, she didn't see him. So he comes back out. And doesn't say and anything he, to anyone ever again? <laughs> it Almost. So she was like <laughs> freaking out. Wait, what does almost mean? He wasn't gonna tell anybody anything but then he was like i have to tell you something because i feel like i have to i was just scarred for life because i just then explained the situation to me and said i just saw your mom's boobs scarred for life is such a mean thing to say about your mom <laughs> like you'll never believe no. what i just saw it was so horrible <laughs> <laughs> burn my eyes out Seriously, get her literally, in here. He he literally did say, he said, I'm never going to be able to look at your mom again. Not in the boobs. Because he was too turned on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, the situation is it has become a running joke in my friend group now mm -hmm. that he has seen my mom's boobs yeah. because we once were like just having a good time and he told them and they all lost their minds over it. Mm -hmm. So now it's a big joke, and anytime we're together, he's always making jokes about seeing my mom's boobs. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it was funny the first couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I have a solution for you that's really going to change everything. Does he have a mom? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what I think you're going to Oh, think. you're not going to like where this is going. But you're going to need to see his mom's boobs, for lack of a better term. Full frontal. If you None of this topless bullshit. No, you have to one-up him. You have to one-up him. You have to say, you call I, her up and just say, hey, I know this is going to sound weird, but to settle a debt, I need to <laughs> I see. I need to be made whole. <laughs> W-H-O-L. I need to see, or his dad's boobs. Oh. His dad's nips. 
I, I've seen his dad's nips before. You could be saying that to him the whole time. If he's saying like, I saw your mom's nips, how crazy. And you're like, well, I saw everything on your dad. I saw all of it. And I'm not like, oh, you saw my mom's boobs? Well, I saw your dad's bup. Yeah, B-U-P. Bup. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, his joke is that he's into mom. I'm not a mom. He acts like a child sometimes. So It sounds like it. He's like he's like one of those people that would wear the, like, I heart milf shirts. Oh. I don't like your husband. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the kind of guy that will wear an I heart milk t-shirt if you catch my drift. Why is that? How do you feel about this shirt? Do you think it's funny or are you kind of like, I wish you wouldn't wear that shirt? Well, I, he has to cut the sleeves off of it and crop it and then I'd be fine with it. Got it. Got so it, it has to be more of because like Because then I'd steal style. it. Yeah. Because then it. you could wear it and it would sort of be subverting the expectation and that'd be fun. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Are you actually offended or is it just like an annoying thing? It's just kind of like annoying because now that entire family knows. Mm. (laughs) And I'm just kind of like, stop. Yeah, it's like enough already. But then you can't get mad because then they dig in deeper because they know it offends you. Your best bet is to always ignore it or to make it like, like it's not a cool funny thing and then they actually feel bad but if you like playfully feel bad then they'll just it'll escalate from there i had a friend who misspoke once 25 years ago and we keep bringing it up what did he say he said drama instead of drama oh my god that's devastating and so you guys still make fun of him for that was it good or was it dramatic to you like when he's telling me a really important thing wow yeah that's just tough to (laughs) yeah you seem like the problem there (laughs) yeah i'm the bad guy an i heart drama shirt I mean, I also think that like, you know, honestly, as funny boys, we sort of see how people react to us, like not finding us funny sometimes. And I think that all you really need to do to your husband is if he's like, yeah, well, I saw your mom's cans. Just give him a like, yeah. Yeah. If it's like actually devastating and bad, he won't want to feel that emotion again. Yeah. Like if you give him like a stop, come on. Like he's going to playful. He's going to think that you're loving it secretly. But if you just kind of give him like a, yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. Like like literally it it hurts to even say that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you've done this a million times. It's not funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would make my D shrivel all the way up. I would be so upset. I'd be like, no, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to give a little bit of realness mm-hmm. when you have a funny little boy husband, a class clown. Yeah, you need to cut through the jokes. If he's wearing an iHeart Milf shirt, you need to shatter that confidence in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if I see anybody else with an iHeart Milf shirt, I can do the same. Right? You can absolutely do the same. Yeah, those people don't deserve okay, awesome. any benefit of the doubt. Unless you can do whatever you want, unless you're wearing the shirt. Again, which is subverting the expectation, and it's that's kind of cool. fun in a yeah. way. Yeah. You're owning yeah, it. Yeah, like cropping it and cutting off the sleeves. Got yeah. it. And it's like, a, oh, it's ironic because I'm wearing it in a funny way. Bingo. There you go. And that's your right as an American. <laughs> you can love anything you want. <laughs> you can love it. And this country is so great. That's no. why I love us. A. USA, USA, USA. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, tell your naughty little husband to knock it off. Will do. You have a fantastic day at the library. And hey. Oh, well, thank you. Keep that Dewey Decimal system. Well, we don't have the Dewey Decimal. Unbelievable. Ooh. 
She's <laughs> We don't have to do building collapsing. <laughs> you think they just don't have the Dewey Decimal System, or it's been I don't think phased it's out. implemented anymore. It's over. They they just thought we'll just fucking put this on Google. Unbelievable. Because before it was like. <laughs> How does it even work? Where, yeah, it's like where to find a science book. Well, science is eight point, and then botany is five eight six. So I know to go yeah. to eight point five eight six. And yeah, now yeah, with yeah. like the way the discourse yeah, operates, it's, it's like, like you've already read the book. Yeah. <gasps> well, also it's like I feel like they'd be like, oh, well, what's botany? Like, <laughs> what even is defined as botany? Oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, what's science? Can I put my church book in the science section? Yeah, I guess you can, but you have to categorize whatever. It whatever. doesn't matter. Just do it. Yeah. Um, I miss going to a library. It's been a long time. Yeah, it used to be like a fun part of the childhood experience. Now it's like, I guess I'll stream a movie or download a book onto a Kindle without going anywhere. I used to be sort of on my tummy where they had the manga that was a little bit like sometimes it'd be naughty and I don't <laughs> No, and they'd have like a drawing of like somebody's boob, and what I liked about that was that <laughs> you could imagine you could what, a what a tit would be, and the book would be for teens. I see. And when you said Tonga, what was that? Ra- when you said manga, <laughs> I didn't say Tonga. You said he's be on your stomach. Manga, manga. Oh, I see. Like Japanese sexual, not sexual teens. necessarily, but definitely the stories would be sort of. A little bit steamier Got sometimes because they'd it. be kind of like, ooh, like a bunch of, and they have magical powers, but then someone's like, there was one that I used to read and he would jump into a pond <laughs> okay. and the cold water would turn him into a girl. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> it's called Ron my half. And he would jump into the pond. He was really good at Taekwondo or something. And he would jump into the pond. And every time he got cold water splashed on him, he would turn into a lady. And obviously, yeah. he's shirtless doing Taekwondo as a boy. Just and- watch porn, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to go through the dog and pony show. I'm caring about the other shit. You were, yeah. I, I read a lot of them. You were 13 in like 2005. So you probably yeah. had access. By that point, to you were already like a HD. Yeah. At the time, by the way, I was watching, I was reading this sort of like smut novel. Yeah. I was also probably like opening up my MacBook Ruby to watch <laughs> you on YouTube <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Just to fire all my synapses at once. Yeah. To kind of do it all. Okay. The same. I guess I'm honored. Yeah. Well, Amir, uh, that brings us to our final segment Mm -hmm. of the show. Um, This is our last segment, a segment we like to call Get Real. (laughs) No, he's taking his jacket off. It actually did kind of heat up just a little bit in here. So Amir's jacket's coming off. Uh, Amir, this is a part of our show where we force a genuine moment in an effort to learn more about each other and ourselves. Okay. Is there any information beyond that or that's all you're giving me? And now we just are in it. Wow. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> that's really smart if you think about it, man. Not really. I was just inquiring if there's any more information. Uh, well, Amir, I think it's, uh, it's only fair that in the get real section, I sort of come clean to you that I had an Ace and Jocelyn poster. On your wall or... Yeah. (laughs) Dined? Nah. (laughs) 
that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, How does that feel for you? It's I, I'm honored. I mean, it's it's yeah. cool that you're a big fan. You bought merch. Sure. Um, Busted. Yep. Yeah. dot com. I mean, it makes sense. Just the way you. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> it makes I mean, sense. What? The, your um, age, twenty nine. Yeah, sweet spot. Sure. Your attitude, gamer nerd. <laughs> Wheelhouse. Yeah. Your religion, not quite Jewish, but might as well be. If that makes sense. My wife thought I was, and she was disappointed. Here we go. Yeah. Wife Jewish? No. <laughs> she found out on our honeymoon. <laughs> What a slap in the dick that was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these three things, they add up, and it's yeah. always nice to hear, sure, sure. that yeah. people are watching and enjoying the content. As, you know, you call people back, and they're freaking out as well. So Yeah, yeah, it's fun, yeah. It's yeah. It's exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, we're excited that you're on HeadGum. Sure. Um, we're honored that you chose us. Yeah. Seems like a perfect fit. It does, yeah. Comedically, artistically. Artistically, yeah. Uh, and it's nice to sort of bridge the gap between, like, you know, your universe of YouTube fans and the HeadGum Jake Namir universe. Yeah. Seems like a nice organic pot of people who might not necessarily know about the other one. So, yeah. Hopefully, no, totally. episodes like this, people who watch me now like you, yeah. people who watch you now like me. Mm-hmm. Nice cohabitation, mingling. Um, and you're doing great. I mean, <gasps> Viewers, listeners love it. Numbers are going up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, yeah. It's, uh, you got, you've got a very cool thing going on over there at HeadGum. I feel like you guys have done a good job, like, not only creating, like, a cool network, but everyone who works for you has, like, they're all very cool and similarly minded, I feel like. And everyone yeah. interacted uh, over there with is, like, a very good laid back person that like doesn't stress me out. That's good. We hire people with like multiple la- layers of interviews. Totally. So it's nice that there's like not just professional fits, but chemistry, cultural fits. As yeah, well. for sure. Well, you were kind of talking about this a little bit, but you are kind of a guy who has a lot of free time now. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? You've obviously accomplished a lot. Yeah. In 40 years yeah, for the next 40. About, yeah. What happens now? What do you do? That's a good question because it's hard to be funny and productive <laughs> from 40 to. I think of like yeah. my life as 20 year chunks. Sure. Zero to 20, learning, yeah. creating. That's like when I was watching and consuming a lot of comedy. Yeah. 20 to 40, watching less comedy, but making a bunch of stuff. Sure. A lot of it not good. Just like make any video, hang out with my friends, make this song, make this thing. It's like terrible shit that eventually becomes good. Now it's like, okay, I've done thousands of hours of that. And now what's 40 to 60? Yeah. Do I just fucking hard pivot and like make a table? Or do I like, okay, let's, let's become the executive, but without all the negative connotation that I consider like what an executive is. Yeah, like you're able to do the suit job, but you don't have to be a douche about it. Right. Or does everybody yeah. just try to do that and nobody thinks they're the douche? That's for other people to decide. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that also sometimes with the suits thing is they didn't do the creative part first, but then they did yeah. the suit part first and then decided that they were creative because of that. <laughs> right. That's like a problem is like people are, I went to this like, I was like at this weekend away and there was all these people I didn't really know and a lot of them were agents 
just the way they talked really was like so dumb to me. <laughs> yeah. Just like, well, that's obviously never going to sell. And yeah. like, that's a piece of shit. It's and all like about this. marketing and packaging. And we could put that together. And we could better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, none of you have ever like written a poem. No. Yeah. I don't really know how to create anything. So I'll just sort of like wear a suit and I'll like <laughs> grab something to sound if they're famous and like sort of take money from them. And if yeah. they're not, like sort of ignore them for like a year and a half. And like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, I love agents. Whoa. I love. <laughs> you just really let it all out there, man. I'm pretty openly anti-representation. Yeah? Yeah. I do feel like there is, I mean, I don't know. I feel very lucky. Obviously, the industry feels like it's imploding right now where nobody's buying anything. And like all of my friends who are like directors or writers or, or assistants or whatever, it's just like everything is falling apart. Every streaming network is eating itself. Yeah. And I feel very lucky that I kind of, I mean, I want to do all that stuff too, but I kind of pivoted a little bit earlier to be like, all right, what if I put a lot of energy into YouTube and into like getting an Instagram following so I can promote my podcast and whatever, yeah. where that feels a little bit more evergreen now. And the other stuff just feels like so many hoops have to be jumped through for it even to be seen. We we did the same thing. Like yeah. we left College Humor and started our own podcast because we wanted like creative control and the ability to make a thing every week. Yeah. Whether or not we would get paid for that thing was up in the air, but uh, right. we didn't have to placate network executives, then sell this idea, then attach this and wait six months and lawyers and this and that and the other. So that yeah. took so long, the entire thing collapsed. And now we have this other thing that is kind of a business, but not really in the Hollywood machine. Yeah. So I did what you did. So mm -hmm. I can say, speak from experience that says, I think you did the right decision. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just fucking um keep it up, I guess. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> what? You won't keep it up. Uh well, thanks so much for doing the show, man. Um obviously, uh yeah, tell people who might not know about if I were you and you. Yeah, if I were you and Buckets, my sports podcast that I do oh, yeah. semi regularly, not really fully regularly. It's more of a passion project. You can listen to that if you're a basketball fan. You can always uh just go to headgum.com and there should be something for everybody. There if, if you're a dungeon and Dragons fan, if you're yeah, a Formula yeah. One fan, if you're a fan of the Doughboys, John Gabris, we have personalities mm -hmm. and genres and topics. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're one of our most exciting new acquisitions. So That's very sweet of you. Of course, thank you so much for not only having me, but for allowing us to have you. That's really, that means a lot. I'm going to put my jacket back on. It's too cold in here. It's freezing. I know. I didn't heat it up for the CEO himself. <laughs> Uh, well, as always, everybody, thanks for listening. And remember that no matter what your problems are, perfection is me. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>